0: to the Smart Buildings Insider, a podcast series where we get the latest insight from experts and leaders about smart buildings innovations, technologies and trends. I'm your host, Lewis Martin, a global headhunter in the smart buildings industry with CM Industrial. And today I'm speaking to a true innovator within our space, Etra Demai, who's the co-founder of CodeLabs, a vendor agnostic building management platform that optimizes building systems provides operational savings, and also increases profit for real estate owners. Alongside his brother, Edie, they are serial entrepreneurs, having scaled and exited real estate technology companies for over $100 million. Together, they built a team of building engineers, software developers, and data scientists to visualize buildings everywhere. In the podcast, we speak about where the industry is at, how it's going who's excelling, and what we need to do in order to drive the industry forward from real MSI, better software, using data better, and providing greater enterprise solutions. We also touch on the investor space, as well as also what to expect in 2022. I hope you enjoy listening to our conversation. Hi, trip.
1: Hey, man. How you doing?
0: Good thanks. How's things?
1: They're great.
0: So, Etra, talk us through your background then, even before um, what you're doing at Code.
1: Yeah, no, thank you. Um, I'm Etra Demi. I, I'm one of the co-founders of Code Labs. I've been um, I've been really, really lucky and blessed to 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 uh, to have been. You yeah, have started Code Labs with my you know my brother, my co-founder, and some of our other founding members. Um, uh, we. My brother and I come as uh, refugees from Kosovo. We were really lucky to be in the, in, you know, in in America. You know, we come from a war, so we came here even at an early age. I think um, watching, you know, homes and buildings getting blown up, I think that's something that's really connected us to real estate. So uh, it, our whole lives we've been part of real estate technology, and then we started Code really because, uh, you know, we saw a huge need um, for. A solution that can scale faster, can be more enterprise, and uh, and we just thought this was just such a great industry with full of amazing people. So uh, we felt that we could have the right partnerships to really scale and do something um, uh, that can can really change uh, how buildings operate.
0: Um, well, I think we'll we'll dive into code um, a little later on. I think for now I want to get stuck into um, hearing more about your perspective from a couple of angles. On the last few podcasts that um, we've done on the Smart Buildings Insider, we've spoken about a call to action, um, a adoption of technology and and a real drive or a shift in in people's uh, mentality to um, to really think about a smart building strategy. From your side, where do you think the industry's at currently?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, First, there's amazing people, amazing companies within the industry. Uh, we even have some 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 great competition all altogether i think uh the industry is still a little bit um there's still a little bit of confusion of who's who and what you know what software does what um and then um there's different layers of you know the msi word is used a ton right um there's many different types of msis though um i think you have your your msis um that um, maybe have some offerings with Let's say third-party platforms. You have MSI's that use their own platforms, um, and then you, you know, we often hear a lot, and it's the truth um, that MSIs should come in, like you know, uh, at the early stage of a project. What we do as code, and kind of like um, how we see the industry. Uh, we we started coding about four years ago, and one of the reasons and and why was to make sure that uh, we saw a huge opportunity in just data engineering and really technology in this space altogether. Um, and what, what I mean by that is the way we see the industry is, I think you need to be prepared and ready and not just add a human to a project, but add like software to a project. So whether you start within the project on day zero, day one, day five, you should be able to collect whatever information you have in some kind of a digital way to be able to visualize to show to the owners or to the consultants or to your partners, whoever it is, um, that that you can, you know, you can, you know, you you are the MSI that's coming in with actual te- technology that's going to automate before even the building is live or even if it's an existing building to pull all this information in. And that's kind of how we see the industry is uh, we see the industry uh, becoming more uh, digitized. Oh all together and then enterprise, just thinking really enterprise. So like um, uh, not having to manually redo the same things over and over and over. But if you're creating logic, if you're creating um, a database, if you're creating, if you already know the type of systems, um, you should be able to develop. So there's less human error um, in future projects and then things are just become more normalized.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting component. Um, And uh, I think there's many areas that we could probably discuss on this podcast in terms of where the industry's at, how it needs to move forward. Um, One thing I'd be keen to get your your input in is because um, you was at IBcon, sounded very successful from everyone that I've spoken to. Um, It'd be good to understand a little bit more about your findings or feedback from IBcon. And I guess... Who's excelling, um, who deserves a shout out and, and whatnot.
1: Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean IBCon was last week. We had a, a really, really good um I think experience all together. I think going to things like IBCon, you 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 really just see how amazing our industry is and, re- and honestly, like how, how amazing every company is. Um and they're just everybody is really working towards trying to get better. This is the time now is uh, to be as vendor-friendly as possible. I think there's never, you know, from our perspective, um, we're in projects sometimes or we're in deployments and we're doing uh, uh, different uh, different solutions at times when we have who in the past people would consider a competitor or not. I think working together is a really big deal. And then well, what I really noticed at IBCon was, um, um, I think, We've talked for so long, right? Like I think everybody has had so many conversations. As you know, we can we can say what we're doing and we can talk about what we're doing really, really well. But the thing is, um, showing it, like you know, be able you have to be able to show it live. And then now it's not just showing it; it's how are you going to do economies of scale? So like, um, yeah, we can all do one building or three buildings. But how are we going to do 100 buildings or 400 buildings or, you know, what does that type of deployment look like and how are we preparing for that? Because if we prepare for that, I think all the competitors that we had there and all the different providers, well, because there's many different providers there, um, it opens up a, a different kind of, you know, opportunity where it's just it's exactly what we talk about when we talk about market size and everything else. Um, what I also noticed at, at IvyCon was that there was a lot more investors there. Um, um many more, you know, there were some new faces as well, which is really good to see. I think it's I think it is time for a change. I think even the, the 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 people that have been there and they've been going for you know 10, 15, 20 years hearing the same exact things. I think you know, everybody was um like i think more excited to see what else is there because it's been a little bit or that it's been a little bit of time since since people have gone together
0: (laughs) yeah a long time Um, and just going back to a previous point um i think from a industry perspective we're obviously seeing the change that we need um, and it's taken a long time but from my perspective it does feel like we still have sort of a, a handbrake on and it just doesn't make sense as to why, like what, what's stopping us. And, and you mentioned MSI um, and what we need to do in terms of driving the industry forwards. From an MSI perspective, what, what does a real MSI look like to you?
1: Yeah, I think we're really good at as an as industry altogether at now presenting high-level solutions. I think we're really good at showing clients how we can automate and how we can give them, you know, um, technology. To, to to where they can build that return on investment they can have their operational efficiency and you know energy and anything else like you know like a tenant facing products and just like really a, a good a good platform. we're really good at, at presenting that. but we're really not I think there yet and and it's getting much better is automating ourselves, automating our partners, right like it's if we're going to pitch that we can do a hundred buildings or a whole portfolio, we need to be able to show how we can get there before it's even turned on. So I think like uh, as an MSI, the goal from our perspective, it's the goal is not to look at MSI as a construction like project or construction yeah. job. It's to look at MSI as how can I bring solutions that automate these 2000 hours of meetings and turn them into, you know, 300 hours because everything is digitized? Um, How can I show the end users everything that's happening and really integrating from the day you get there? And then most of the time, we're just gonna be late on projects. That's just the reality, but it's not about, we're not gonna, and I'm not saying that we're, we're gonna be late and we're gonna figure everything out. We just wanna be late and then within a day to pull all the information that's already somewhere because. Procore, these shared drives, they all have information, but there's no softwares and no solutions that really visualize what a smart building should be or the smart building data should look like or how it should get pulled together. So I think it's less humans and more technology and then thinking about automating before you get to the automation of actual buildings and the operations of the buildings.
0: You've been very generous in giving me a walkthrough of Code's platform before uh, a demo. Software is very strong, and, and I think the conversations that I'm having with key individuals in the business is that we need real software. Um, and there's a lot of players in the market
1: right now. Um, how does that look like from your side? I think it's great. I think I think the more the merrier, um, and then I think from our perspective. We've taken, we, we've taken a different approach where um, we really enjoy working with every vendor on a project. We really enjoy w- even seeing what our competitors are doing. And then we really feel that we have the team, um, not just like, you know, we have the humans that can listen to the clients. And we feel that our software is very strong uh, and we feel that we have so much more to do because we're always getting more feedback we're always listening to what you know. our partners are saying, our clients are saying. Yeah. Um, I also think many other competitors are doing the same thing, which is amazing. And I think the more competition is out there, um, the more our options are gonna be open to be even able to scale further. There's so much opportunity around the world with everything that's happening. We just need to get there much faster as an industry or somebody else is gonna come in and could completely disrupt us.
0: Well, I think you could probably name about four or five big tech companies globally right now who are, who are dabbling or really trying to drive aggressively in the space. I think that point leads on to enterprise quite nicely. And, and um, it's from what I see and, and from what clients tell me, it's it's the end goal. Uh, they don't want to be transactional and work on one building or or one project. Let's scale it up. Let's work from an enterprise perspective. but. There's, there's a lot of a saying and perhaps maybe not a lot of doing um my question to you would be why and, and maybe what the challenges are and i appreciate every building is different but how do we drive it forward so it it can be more accessible to have an enterprise solution
1: yeah um that's that's a great point uh, i so I think there's a lot of you know big big players coming into the industry i think there's a big reason why these big players are coming into the industry is there's so much data that's untapped. There's so much data and proprietary yeah. old servers sitting on buildings somewhere that they know we can. You can pull. Like it's not. It's not rocket science. You know. It's it's really not. Um, but um, I think to answer your 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 question of how are we going to scale faster? How are we going to be more enterprise? I think that's something that we all need to work more together on. Uh, I think you know Google. Microsoft, even Haystack, you know, everybody else has done some amazing things to start building that that core, you know, of how to start bringing things together, how to normalize that, that initial part. But the only way we're gonna become more an enterprise as an industry altogether is not just, it doesn't always have to be the BAS first. It can be other solutions first and having that offering where you can do 50 buildings And you can create a data hub of APIs and you can just turn an API on. So if you're turning uh, a a sensor on and building one, but that that sensor really works well and the owner or the client or the corporation really likes it and they want to move it all over the world and that sensor takes, you know, really three hours to plug in in 50 floors, you should have a smart building solution that can bring all those sensors together within days. And then once you do that, it's much easier to start pulling other data too. And I don't want to get like too detailed on how and what should be done, but it really comes down to, um, I think we need to concentrate more and more as a, an industry altogether in data engineering. So uh, data engineering is something that's completely missed because all we look at is we're going to give you a single pane of glass or we're going to give you this analytics, but how do you get there? And really data engineering to, to, to do big data is is Really, something that that um, will change this whole industry, and, and it's already starting.
0: What you you mentioned earlier about data and, and there being masses of it, I think the issue, and forgive me if I'm wrong, or correct me if I'm wrong, is that it's not being processed correctly, and and that might be down to human error. Um, and <clears throat> perhaps what would stop that or restrict it, and, and again continue to drive these type of initiatives um, forward would be Changing the approach of, of how we run buildings, like for example, software engineers, data scientists, we're seeing some traction from that perspective. Um, what are your thoughts?
1: Um, yeah, so I think I think the smartest human in the world makes more mistakes than 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 you know than anything else. Just because if whether you are the smartest engineer, whether you're the smartest integrator, whether you're smartest, whatever you are, if you have to do something manually every single time. Um, you're gonna do it differently, and that's 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 been the problem within our industry. And I think uh, one of our guys, uh, Michael, actually last night we were we were we were talking, and he said, er, "any everyone that uses a smart smartphone knows that a BAS graphics package is awful." And you know that's that's like uh, something that you know that's everyone, right? Everyone knows that what we're working with is not really that great so i think what needs to change and what what is changing altogether is that whatever is being done whatever type of programming is being done within controllers within anything else we know we all know that even if the same human did 100 buildings the programming is probably going to be a bit differently so we need to really concentrate on as we plug this into that, you know, single pane of glass, that that smart building um, uh, platform, um, we have there's a solution there, and we're using ontology like Google Digital Buildings ontology, DTDL, um, whatever whatever you're using, um, we're using that to to go further, and not just to, for a naming standard or anything else, but to create let's say uh, something that makes it easier, and then also Understand understands what's coming in and what needs to be there for future optimizations and for a truly scalable solution.
0: We've seen a lot of investors come into the space at the minute um, and you sit in a very unique and, and interesting position, which I think anyone would really want to dive into detail on. Um, what what do you think they're looking for at the moment and why they see the commercial real estate technology space so as being so attractive right now?
1: Um, there's many reasons. I think one of them is what's what's really made that go faster is has been COVID together right um we just we it's really made a difference of understanding like buildings and then also climate change and all that other stuff right um well I think what investors are are it, it's it's amazing to see so many more investors first of all just really engaged but it's also really great to see many companies start you know receiving large rounds from 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 really um, notable investors. Um, and not just getting it from uh, a Johnson or Siemens or somebody else. And not that that's not good, that's great too, but just seeing them a different kind of a mix. Um, I think what what they're looking for is they, they know that there's a real opportunity here. I um, I just, I just um, you know, so, and, and they know that it's getting it's closer than ever to having like to really, truly having offerings out there that are way more enterprise and not as proprietary, like you can have a company that offers you something that may be great, but it just offers you something that's really good that's proprietary to their products. And it doesn't think about all the other 25, let's say building systems or IoT sensors or anything else that's within that building. So I think there's a huge, huge opportunity there, Um, but we have a really big challenge. It's, you know, we, we need to be able to show that we can scale um, all of us and i think we're getting there i think it's it's never been uh it's never been closer just because we we can speak with each other as competitors and really be open and show each other everything that we're doing i think that, that that's just amazing like there's that, that that's exactly how this industry needs to go forward because as you said earlier there's probably four 500 800, i don't know how many softwares are out there they all do something a bit different i think there's so many ways to really connect and then i think these investors, and and the industry is going to start uh, probably making some changes and turning that into from 800 platforms to maybe like only 100 or something like that, or, or not.
0: <laughs> Consolidation.
1: But but investors look for a huge ROI and a huge uh, our, you know return altogether, and mm-hmm. this industry has one of the biggest opportunities out there. Uh, just because every all eyes are on uh, climate change, all eyes are on. Energy all eyes are on COVID, all eyes are understanding yep. office space. Um, and there's solutions for it. you just, you know, they're just really making sure that um um there's the you have the right database and and you're really concentrating on data engineering to scale fast.
0: Okay. Um what what's key to your success and, and code then? Because um I know the culture that you're building is is very, very slick and cool and um it's a a step ahead of, of where maybe most businesses are um and i think that leads quite nicely into doing more and and again other areas that we've discussed um but what what would you say your your um usp or approach has been um over the last 18 months since covid
1: that's a great so so since COVID and even since we got started we 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 named code uh you know, KO for Kosovo, DE for Detroit, because we are refugees from mm-hmm. Kosovo. We have offices in both, you know, Detroit and Kosovo. Um, and then the labs part is we really want to make sure that anybody that, you know, you know, comes on board or has been there from day one understands that uh, labs means we need to be as innovative as possible. So we brought different groups together, whether it's, you know, our building engineers, controls guys, you know, people that understand network, people that really understand, um, you know, our software engineers, our data scientists, our security engineers, everybody that comes on board. Um, The goal is to have a mix of different humans, a very diversified mix because that just, and then also, you know, being able to give just enough when we started to build the right culture. And for us, the right culture is really, being transparent with each other and every single person understanding that client comes first, no matter what. Like if we can build magic, if operators don't use it, it means nothing. If the CEO likes it, that's great, but the operators are the ones that are really gonna take it home. And we, our, our goal has always been to build a culture. We tell every one of our team members, hey, when we are in these office spaces and wherever we are, it's really important for us to live and breathe what we do. And honestly, uh, our team members have done 10 times more than, you know, Eddie and I are co-founders. Uh, we have some other founding members as well, but, but yeah. we, we I, I don't like, they go seven days a week, 15 hours a day. And then when COVID started was really a point where our, our everyone in our team comes from different backgrounds. And it was really like, we had our backs against the wall because we had no idea what was happening. And we got really scrappy because we started doing some, <laughs> yeah, some interesting things. fight or flight. Yeah, but well, we were ready for it. We've always been ready for it when it comes. You know, that's why we we try not to run as a start like a startup, but also run like a healthy business too. Um, but our team got really scrappy, and we you know we now we worked harder than ever, and that's really helped us kind of uh, be even more innovative because we listen and we heard, and then all this new wave of interest came in and that's kind of what's what's helping us go further but i i will say that um i think we have such a long way to go um i think we and everyone else has such a long way to go and and there's so many companies in this industry that are maybe even doing better than we are or have a better culture but what we're doing just really fits what our model is and uh hopefully uh it's not really us hopefully our our team members and our leaders can continue to do that
0: okay nice appreciate that um can you dive into a little bit of detail as to maybe plans for 2022 as a business
1: yeah um so we uh, we, we we've brought on some some even more um uh, uh you know great great team members within the team uh we've set out uh you know we set out an agenda we set out some goals for next year uh we shared it even with some of our advisors and some of the different people just to show them and and at first we're like. are we going to meet these goals um and then the the just the last month alone the interest that we've been receiving has been amazing so for 2022 i think we're going to exceed all of our expectations internally externally but really most importantly uh we have some amazing amazing uh, clients and then some new clients we're going to be bringing on and some uh, we're really going to be growing our, our, our channel partner line because there's so many um Controls companies. There's so many network companies. There's many consultants out there that are all selling some part of smart buildings, and Code just fits in really well within their solutions. Um, and it's a scalable solution for them that that um, never goes wrong. Um, and what I mean by that is, we're going to be doing. We may we may mess some things up, uh, yeah. but we always we're always there. And we're always there to make sure that we take care of everything. And then our our, our partners, um, we feel that in 2022 are are gonna help us completely exceed all all expectations. And um, and it's just a really exciting year altogether. There's a lot of change happening.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I would say that you are an individual that I look up to in terms of having that finger on the pulse Um, and with that, um, where or what trends do you see in the future happening? Let's say 2022. What 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 trends do you see happening?
1: I think we're going to be truly seeing, even from a specification perspective, like like actual single pane of glass. Like and and we're like cloud is bigger than ever. Um, I think cloud is definitely the, going to be the the something that 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 you know we're betting on. Uh, and if you want to do real data, you want to go. If you want to scale. Um, making you know, we're seeing specifications that truly um, are not scared of cloud anymore. Uh, They have the solutions, they have everything that they need. And then uh, what we're gonna see is just many different partnerships that you've never really, uh, that we would have never expected back in the day, but different partnerships. And those are the type of partnerships that are really gonna make sure that um, end users and clients get the best service. Because I, I know for a fact, whoever we talk to, Um, we none of us can live without our clients so I think these partnerships are going to be more important than ever and and that's why I feel that code is um is is in prime position to all together just because we're very very uh uh, vendor partner friendly and it's it's something that's that's that that we really drive within within our team and then also within our partners or, or clients that if they have somebody that they're already working with um it's not you know they need to continue to do that. We just, we just kind of, you know, we're, we're there to to bring software and not more humans.
0: Okay, no, I like that. Um, just before we wrap things up, then um, something that I have been doing on the on the podcast is uh, asking for the best bit of advice you've ever been given in your career to date. Uh, what's yours?
1: Ah, uh, that's a uh, So there's, I mean, there's, I think I've. I've been really lucky in my life because every time I messed up I've always been given really good advice <laughs> and I've always had a chance to uh to to, to uh to, to change my uh to, to at least try to change my the mistakes that I've made I think uh, one of the biggest things and the biggest advice that I've I've been given and, and I I continue to to live by this is um short term means you know is not that meaningful um I think thinking uh to to me short term has become you know 10 15 years and long term has become 50 100 years um so we don't anything that i do it's not like hey next month it's going to be amazing or next year it's going to be like my whole life is going to change um i think it's really understanding that things take a lot of time and time we all have time it's just how we use that time
0: <laughs> well uh I, uh, I've I've really enjoyed this. Um, it's been uh, it's, it's been great to have you on. Um, I think in case people want to find out more, um, where can they find you and 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 code?
1: Oh, um, I really enjoyed it too. Lewis, you and I have always had really good, uh, I think, interactions, and I always appreciate you. I, I love your energy, and I love that you're like you're one of the the best people to work with when it comes to recruiting or anything else. And this is not an ad or anything, but your follow ups are phenomenal. Um, but where where people can find us, it's, it's very simple. Um, LinkedIn, we use LinkedIn a lot. Or you know, our information and my information is is public out there. You can reach out to any one of our, you know, any one of our. Uh, sales members um, or um, uh, anybody else within our team, um, I think LinkedIn is really the, the best way to, to get in contact.
0: Perfect, Etret, thanks for your time. So that was my conversation with Etret Demai, who's the co-founder at Codelabs. I'd like to thank Etra for his time and fascinating insight on how to drive the industry forward, how are assisting this, plus his insight across the wider smart building space. If you'd like to ask myself or Etra any questions about what we discussed, don't hesitate to get in touch. You can find my details in the description of this podcast. The Smart Buildings Insider is powered by CM Industrial, a global search firm with specialist consultants dedicated to the smart buildings industry. For more information about our services, please go to searchingindustrial.com. That's it from me. Thanks very much for listening.